welcome! Welcome back to Classic Elder Scrolls Night. After about a three-week hiatus, we have returned. Things have changed a little bit around here, and we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. But first, today's Freydos! Mid-year the 6th. I don't think that guy's going to make it. Oh, look at oh, Right in the back. God, I hate it when that happens. Uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm already in-game, guys. This show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. Quality headphones, 30% off with our code, off the record. All one word now. Free shipping, by the way, worldwide. Doesn't matter where you live, free shipping. And also by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. Of course, you can download your free book when? Oh, right now, today, with that link in your hands. AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. You can watch us here live, 9 p.m. Eastern, at twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. And if you want to email us, our email is record at gmail.com. You can find us at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com and at QuestGamingNetwork.com, as well as you can follow us on Twitter at ElderScrollsOTR. On Facebook, we're at Facebook.com slash... That's right, you guessed it, ElderScrollsOffTheRecord. And Google, Google.com, we're on Google+, so that's Google.com slash plus sign, QuestGamingNetwork. We've got a lot to talk about, but first, before we get into any of that, I want to introduce my awesome hosts... Like the one and only Marku of Tamriel. Hey, I'm a about me, Marku, here on Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Yes, it's been a while, but we are back and we are in Skyrim. Hello, chat room. Hello, Evarwin. And hello, the yet to be announced host. <laughs> And and of course, uh, what would what would a QGN Elder Scrolls podcast be without without the one and only uh, writer extraordinaire, baller among men, the uncompromising? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if you say anything about needing and speeding, I'll punch you in the face. Shank the tank. <laughs> <laughs> um. First, thank you for introducing me. I feel like I get more and more titles every week. Um, Secondly, Evarwin, I have the urge to travel quickly. That's so much better. I'm I'm just so, so happy that it came out in that way. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think about that, Maury? Is Is that passable for now? No. No, no. <laughs> no. No. All right. R- rapid revolution. <laughs> That's what we need. That's we need some some alliteration here. That's what we need. Well, um I I am I am in Skyrim. I'm going to make a new character and uh, that will be the, the at least the visual focus of the the show today. Uh we're going to be talking about has anyone done a questless or nearly questless playthrough in Skyrim? It comes from the Official Elder Scrolls forums and a poll on the Elder Scrolls forums as well about the Civil War. Some pretty interesting uh, poll results results came from that. And we have a brand new section, Fast Question, which will be surround, uh, surrounding kill cams this week. Uh, so, as you can probably already tell, uh, things on this show is a little bit different this week. 
Um, and and going forward, they're they're going to be uh, a little different as well. So let's get right into it. Number one, uh, the big elef- elephant in the room, John Stupa has has left the show. He's left the network. Um, we we have uh, we dissolved our our video content team on YouTube. And if you saw the QGN, uh, the state of QGN address that I gave about two days ago or so. Uh, the reason for this is because we wanted to get back to basics, what we do best, and that's that's podcasting. And and certainly we, we're not done with YouTube, of course. Um, we're going to be doing, we're going to eventually start doing more with YouTube. But right now, what we want to do is we want to ensure that um, the uh, the number one part of the aspect, the reason why you started listening to us in the first place, doesn't uh, doesn't drop in in quality, etc., etc., etc. I would I would hearken you back to the QGN uh, state of QGN address if uh, if you want to know more. In any event, um, we did uh, I did tell John that even though um, we're going to be getting rid of that uh, that branch of of QGN, he he's still you know welcome on on Classic Elder Scrolls Night, but it didn't hold the same interest for him and at that point, and uh, he's gone on to to bigger and better things. So. Um, Who's uh? He's been he's been doing work for for who? What was that? Uh, was it Geekly? I Geekly, believe. Geekly, right? Yeah, I was gonna yep. say Gamely, but he's been doing work for Geekly now. So so go check him out over at Geekly. Uh, tons of of uh, I'm sure he's coming out with some pretty awesome content over there as well. And um, I think he still has his own YouTube channel as well. So he does, correct? Yeah. Give uh give the guy a shout over there, and I, I can guarantee you that. It probably won't be the last that you hear of of good old uh, John Supa. He uh, he may come back in some fashion or another as things certainly uh, change around here. Uh, More is there anything that uh, you wanted to maybe bring up about about John and his departure? It's very sad to see him go. It's uh, it was a long time friend of me and reason I came to the network. Uh, but yeah, I I wish him all the best. Um, I'm sure he'll he'll get there. You definitely should check out his uh, YouTube channel when you're not with us. All right, and uh, what else has been going on around here? Um, classic, classic Elder Scrolls Night. Uh, we know you love we know you love this show, but uh, like we've got a lot of things coming out. You'll be hearing about some of this fairly soon I, my guess would be at some point next week we'll have a pretty big announcement for you guys so there's your teaser uh classic elder scrolls night is actually going bi-weekly we're going to do the show every other week now uh that's what? to oh, go ahead Wait, what what huh Wait, what? Cla- classic elder scrolls night yeah every classic. other week yeah what oh really every other week yeah we talked about this i'm really not comfortable being bi yeah um that's not but, Shank. Maybe you can help him with this. No, I don't now. want Shank near near me now. <laughs> Just piqued my interest a little bit. Wow, that's awkward. Yeah. Um, you should totally make an Argonian change in subject. I think <laughs> I think it just speaks to how comfortable all of us are with each other at this point. I'm just saying. I just think that since we have the pantsless, um, you know. <laughs> Wait, I think I think we're getting far too comfortable with each other. Um, yeah, that that tends to happen uh, when we do a show, and then all of a sudden, like you know, the 
We're we're All doing right. we're going bi weekly with the show and and you know rumors spread and yeah um, right was that was that wow was there any other news at all yeah so we're doing the show every other week <laughs> okay <laughs> all right and um we think uh we think it's going to help with with the show and and probably a lot of other things that have been going on in the network as well so um all right so so shank do you have uh maybe you want to anything you want to add to to what we what we announced what we talked about um i i no man i think because there was oh uh did we talk about the fast question no we didn't actually um all right we'll, we'll get into that one now as well uh so without obviously without john here uh we had john's mod of the week uh it doesn't really feel right doing a mod of the week without john being on the show anymore so so we we're gonna do we're introducing a new um, a new segment. We hope you like it. It's called it's called Fast Question. Which basically what we're going to do is we're gonna we're just gonna throw a question out there real quick. God, that's an awful looking nose. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna throw a, a question out there real quick. See if we can get just a, a basic a basic answer out of out of us the hosts and then move on. You know what else is fast? M- what the need for speed? I didn't say that. So we're gonna have another change in the show, guys. Maury's now leaving the podcast. <laughs> Maury, I'm fist bumping you right now. That was awesome. Oh yeah, Pachow. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 saw, I saw the fast question in the thing. That was like, oh, the need for speed. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, I muted myself there in the middle of sentence. That works. Awesome. That works. I was wondering if. Thank God that was what happened because with with classic Elder Scrolls Night, something crashes. <laughs> Earlier today, we were uh, we were just about to get the 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 show going. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to start at the broadcast, and then Skyrim <laughs> just was like, you know what? I feel like taking a dump right about now. That's <laughs> wonderful. Talk about taking a dump. That character you've got on the screen looks like she's sat under a privy hole. You don't like my girl? No. No, she looks like... Her face looks like a teabag. Her face does not look like a teabag. <laughs> it does. She's dead wrinkly and stuff, and she's got an eye missing. She looks... Yeah, she looks like crap. She's Breton. Yeah. Dude, Bretons are my number two character after... Uh, well, in Skyrim, Half at breed. They're Half hot. Half breed. No, they're not. Half breed, that means... Neither side likes them. So, discussion topics of our <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so we're gonna be we're gonna be getting into our discussion topics. Uh, of course, first one up: Has anyone done a questless or a nearly questless playthrough? This comes from uh, Ryan of Solitude on the uh, Elder Scrolls, the official Elder Scrolls forums. Shank, that's correct. Uh, this is actually it's interesting. This is actually a very recent post uh, from you know just a couple days ago. Uh, he says, I just started my playthrough as a hunter's wanderer type. I spent most of my time in the wilderness exploring and hunting and generally avoiding confrontation unless needs be. I plan on avoid I plan on avoiding MQs and guilds. I'm not sure what MQ is. Uh, I'm finding it surprisingly fun. Have any of you guys done a questless playthrough? How did you find it? Playing quests. So, oh, main crowd. Okay, that's thank you. Um, first of all, no, I did not write this forum post. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Um, this, I think, this is really interesting because uh, 
Okay, yeah. I, I, I clearly – I play similar to this guy. It sounds like, you know, just wandering, wandering, just ignoring quests. But the thing is, like, I, I will eventually, you know, do quests just purely because I love the Thieves Guild and the Dark Brotherhood stuff um, in either game, really. So – that's that's actually interesting. So uh, me personally, I have not done an entire playthrough in either Oblivion or Skyrim uh, without completing a single quest. But here's well, here, here's my question though, because quests help you like you know progress through the game, right? Just throughout, literally, just by content. So if he says questless playthrough, how do you determine if that playthrough has ended? Go ahead, Maury, yeah. Um, well, I mean, what it's saying, it's not, I don't think it's saying that it's not doing any quests, it's just it's not doing the main quests, so I imagine the dragon, the... Uh, the Dovahkiin and the all the, the four main guilds. Oh, no, yeah, I, I, and think, also. I think he's actually saying questless or a near-questless uh, playthrough. How, how far in the game... Have you gotten, or, uh, or, yeah, how far in the game have you gotten without doing a single quest? That includes all the main ones, all the side ones. I mean, you're you're forced to do a quest in the very beginning of the game, which you can see right, right. now with my brand new character, um, my female Breton. Uh, I have to do this quest, so so that's why I think he put in the caveat nearly questless. Um, but I, I think this guy's literally talking about a, a roaming character that that literally just adventures around. Like a guy, like literally, a, like I'm. What I'm imagining is he is playing as a citizen of Skyrim, living his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just going about which, I mean, I don't do the whole role play thing, but just from a strictly immersion standpoint, especially if you get the right mods, like a camping mod, frostfall, and you know, fishing mods, hunting mods. I really think that's a viable option and uh, method to play the game. I really do, especially given the the detail in Skyrim. I, I I think that's definitely a viable play uh, play style. Um, you got to set it up correctly, but yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, av- avoiding all quests, I'd say, is pretty hard. It is um, difficult. Just, I mean, you, you can walk into some caves and you you've got a quest, right? But um, I have never considered. I mean, I have considered doing it, but I never have because I just think for me, a lot of the the beauty, at least of Skyrim, is is a just like the quest and the interaction with the, the other characters and just moving the story along. And you know, a lot, I think a lot of the epic moments in Skyrim happen when you do quests. Mm-hmm. You know, when you head to the Soul Kern, you know, with uh, Dawnguard, or you start over on uh, Solstheim, and then obviously, you know, up in. Uh, Southern Guard fighting Alduin. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of them epic moments, and also you know um, the nocturnal battle—not battle, but when you yeah, you have to do the trial to take the key back and things like that. I think you miss a lot of epic moments. But... Oh, when the Twilight Sepulcher. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but you know, I, I could totally see a questless um, playthrough. I, I don't know about that, man. I. I... I mean, you're right when it comes to, you know, a lot of your epic moments are, are going to be, you know, scripted in the game, sure. But 
I, I think I think one of the best parts about this game series is that you know you have epic moments, um, little epic moments, moments that are that are epic, simply because of how they hit with you personally as an individual. Like for example, um, Shank when he roams around, he finds little little moments that that are absolutely epic in the environment. How many times did we hear him, you know, saying, you know, oh my god, like I was walking around, you know, in oblivion uh, on the orange road, and, and the, the sun just sort of hit in a certain way, and it was absolutely beautiful, and, and I've never, or, or you know, I've never been in that place before, and it was really, it was really awesome, I've never seen that. Um, I think when you do a questless playthrough, the, the scripted epic moments... You, you tend to uh, skip over, but that also allows for, for epic moments that, that hit harder for you because they, they meant something um, far more personal. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, you make a good point there. Uh, I think, yeah, there, there's definitely something to be said of that because you're right. I mean, there's just given my play style, yeah, I will just be playing these games literally doing nothing and just come across oh my god the sunrise or man look at that sunset and i that to me is an epic moment because it that i think characterizes the world and sort of exemplifies what the world what the game excels at you know that that's not to say that quests are the only way to get epic moments because yeah there are some pretty i mean look what you're doing right now this is a pretty epic thing you're doing and this is part of a quest yeah exactly uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's. I think. I think from a logistical standpoint, it could be. I think it would be. You. It would be sort of difficult to play, quote unquote, do a quote unquote playthrough without doing a single quest. You know, even if you happen to do one by accident, like as as Maury said. How many times would you? I mean, dude, look at that's a cool, that's a cool little cave, that's a cool little Dwemer ruin, and then boom, you start a quest instantly, just without yeah. even knowing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it, it. I'm not saying it can't be done. I just think it's it's more difficult than the than even my playstyle, and I consider my playstyle quite extreme. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, I didn't think about that to be honest. Um, you know, there are moments when uh, you walk into into a cave or a place, and a quest is automatically just presented to you. But um, using the near questless aspect of this question, have you guys tried that? And if so, how did you find it? Was it fun? Was it boring? <laughs> I, I'll tell you this right now. The the first, so I, I went and picked up Skyrim uh, at midnight, mm -hmm. and I was playing it on my PS3, and I, I actually took that day off. Um, remember, it came out on a Friday, fortunately. Um, it, and what happened was, and this is probably the best you know memory of the game that I had was that you know I obviously aside from this beginning quest, I played for God. 30 hours over that weekend, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, without really doing a quest. Because I literally, I mean, I just wanted to see as much of the world as I could, and I ended up just going into the rift area, 
and just <laughs> just gawking at the trees and I'm like, oh my god, this looks so pretty. That's all I did for that entire weekend without really touching a quest. So I think that's probably the longest I've gone without touching a quest. Um, now, obviously, it's a lot shorter just because, you know, I've done and seen the content over how many hundreds of hours. Right. But uh, I think, yeah, that's probably the longest I've gone. Yeah, for me, myself, it's not something I ever ever have. The first time I picked it up, I, you know, I followed Rayloth. I believe, you know, he says, oh, you can you can go ahead. And I just thought, oh, I'll wait for you. And then those wolves attack me, and I thought, well, I might as well carry on with the quest now. But I just tend to find that if I want to explore, like, picking up quests will take you over the world anyway. Um, I, don't, I don't need, I don't, I like being guided, really. As a, you know, I'm an MMO gainer, I guess, first, and I like being guided uh, in my way, even though I've got the choice to to follow and choice in what order to do things. I still like having a, a predetermined kind of path. So while I could, probably could have a go at um, doing it questless, I think eventually I would just jump back to them because I know you know the, the things I'm missing out on. And things like the Stones of Baron's Zyre and stuff like you can't get if you don't do Thieves Guild if, or if you don't do Dark Brotherhood necessarily. You uh, mean you? There's yeah. one stone in there that you can only get by being part of the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, that's a fair oh. point. There, you do you do happen to miss a lot when yeah. uh, when it comes to questing. If you don't quest, it you do happen to miss a lot. But yeah, I mean, if you're a uh, you know if you're just playing a hunter gatherer kind of character, I guess you don't really need to the perks of the Dark Brotherhood and stuff. But um, for me, I, I just like a, the. Uh, I like to experience everything I can in the game, so I just tend to do everything. For me personally, um, I'd have to say that that the times when I'm not questing have been the most enjoyable for me, especially in Elder Scrolls games. And I think when I when I relinquished questing as a requirement of my gameplay, I that's when I I think I fell in love with the series. Um, to see how how well the series works when you're just sort of left to your own devices. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some, there's definitely something to be said about that, and it's I think it, I don't know, to, to, with each game to me, it feels that it, it, they're getting more and more um, open in the sense of just the opportunities that they're providing you. So I think I don't I don't know. To me, they're almost encouraging. Like, hey, why don't you stop doing this quest and just go down this path for a second? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I think I, I I absolutely believe that wholeheartedly. That they they encourage you to explore just by simply putting in the compass, especially in Skyrim, the way it is, where it says, "Look, if you walk a little bit further, you can unlock this whole area." Um, whatever that may be, you know, I, absolutely they, they do that. And uh, it, it certainly is, I think, one of the reasons why people just uh, love these games. And I think above, you know, they, they love, uh, the general population loves Skyrim. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, that. That's one of the things with me, like the first two times, you know, maybe the first two times I played it, like you just get that feeling of distraction 
you know, like I, I've got a quest in my journal that I'm doing, and then on the way, which is closer, there's a dungeon or there's a bandit camp. Right, you think, well, I might as well go in there. You know, inadvertently, then you pick something up for a quest or you complete a quest or something like that. Yeah. But uh, my later playthroughs, because I'm, I kind of so well versed in the map and, and know where things are I, I I look to try and play the game the most efficient way I can which um, which I, which is something I tend to do like I know where to go I know where to pick quests up and things like that so if I I know where to, if I go in this dungeon I'll get I'll pick up an item that sends me to this town that means I can start branching off of those quests so yeah. that's how I tend to play it but a questless, um, a questless a, playthrough does seem very interesting. I must say that. I'm I'm almost tempted to kind of get into that sort of thing uh, with this particular character. Just not do a single quest at all. That would hmm. see, but see, I mean, this is going to sound really strange coming from me, mm-hmm. but I would almost think uh, that would. I, I almost feel like that would limit you in in the sense that, say say you are just walking around and exploring, you know, just wild abandon, just exploring in the wilderness, right? But then you happen to come across something just totally incidentally that just so happens to be a quest. Oh, then I would you, I would do the quest, right? But see, and that that's that I think that's the I think there's the. Uh, the the difficulty with that is because even if you want to do purely questless, you might just happen to come across something that happens to be a quest that you genuinely want to do because it looks cool and interesting. So I think if you wanted to do purely questless, you would say, nope, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, you're like, oh, man, you know, that really is cool and interesting. I really want to experience that. So I think from an experience standpoint, that would be a a bit limiting I think and at the same goes for the opposite side you know if you only do quests I think that would also give you that same sort of oh yeah I mean if you, if you don't I mean if you if all you do is follow A to B like you you are going to miss a load of content just like we are saying some some caves are the quests yeah so there's nothing that sends you to them it's just you have to go there and just by completing the quest uh, the cave you, you complete the quest or the instance or whatever Right. So I, I think, I don't know, my personal opinion, I, I don't, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just, I just think it would be very difficult. But I think at a certain degree, it would, uh, it would it would give you a very, very different experience of the game. Because at that point, I think if you really wanted to do, you know, purely questless, you would be forcing yourself to not do a lot of random stuff that just pops up. When, you know, that's totally outside of your control. Right. Yeah, and that's also the question. Like, it's, it's like you said, how how do you determine when that playthrough is kind of done? Yeah, Could you, can you see yourself doing that for five, six hundred hours, say, or even a hundred hours? Like, oh, yeah, definitely, that, that seems very. I definitely extreme to do that. I definitely could see myself doing that, like beyond the shadow of a doubt. I I, I, I do it on my paladin. I've I've done as many quests as I possibly could have on my paladin that I'm I'm willing to do as that character. And I just kind of roam around and and sort of 
take on the world as it as it unfolds with me now do i refuse to do quests no i i don't but i do have like a roaming sort of of play style to him now well is that the character you started with that has right. that has done the that has yeah, done all the content first yes that's the yeah. difference so yeah, yeah like it's this character that you're playing now if you know maybe try it on this character like just not doing any quests right. yeah that was kind of so like what did. i was what i was thinking like how how oh, okay. that would Sort of Why don't we do that? Why don't we have that as like a like an experiment? You know, kind of go through with this character because I, I sort of already like have an idea as to what I want to do with this character. Um, <laughs> and that is that I want to make her I want to make her a mage, but I also want to make her a um, like an illusion mage because mm-hmm. we've we've talked about it a few times in this in this show illusion. before. Illusion's amazing. Illusion. Illusion is so good. That's, I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's true. Cause like I made, I called it the quote unquote defensive mage because I used conjuration and illusion. And man, I loved it. I didn't know destruction. It was purely just to get me out of sticky situations. Yeah. You know, no aggression on my part. Illusion's fun, man. I think you'll like it because there's a lot of, it opens up a lot of strategy. Well, right now I, I have to I have to play Destruction right now. I looked; it's the only right, 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 right. It's the only thing that makes sense where I'm at right now because there I don't have any illusion spells yet. So when I get them, I'll, I'll I will start doing that, and I'll I'll look to to make this a um, a questless uh, character, and let's see how far that that'll that'll go um, in the in the series of of uh, classic Elder Scrolls Knight. So this will be my my classic Elder Scrolls Knight character. Excellent. When uh, when I play Skyrim, and we'll see how far we can get. All right, that's funny because in Oblivion you try really hard to complete quests and never manage it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, let's let's count how many we actually do complete because just randomly. Sure, sure. But if you was going um, illusion, like you could have chose Altman, then you would have started with an illusion straight off the bat. I believe, if I remember rightly. Too. Friends are way cooler, dude. Well, they're not, man. What? Yellow skin and everything. Yeah, they look. They're like jaundice or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was just. I was noticing that earlier. How the uh, the the Bosmer and the Altmer are just really weird looking. Yeah. So okay, if 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 we've established that this is what you're going to do with your character, now let's. I, I want to just everybody just to be on the same level as far as the quote-unquote rules go. So you're just going to be walking around doing your thing with this chick. I'm assuming it's a chick. Yes. Um, (laughs) um, So does that mean if you happen to like just walk into some dungeon and some quest pops up, are you going to just instantly... Are you not going to fulfill the objectives of that quest? I don't know. What do you, I mean, what do you what do you guys think? Why don't well, because we... see th- th- that's the thing. Because like, if you're doing purely questless, like just pure orthodox questless, like that would mean like something random objective, like find the secret of this. That's a quest technically because it's under your miscellaneous quest journal. Yeah, that would mean that you couldn't do that. It would also mean that I wouldn't be doing Dragon's Reach. It's that's you. You would not initialize the dragons. There would be, there will literally, if you're doing this, there will be no dragons in your game. Uh, that's yeah. fine. That I don't care about. I don't care so about that. 
let's let's see. Let's see. You guys establish the rules for me on this, and let's see where this goes. All right. And, so, uh, Mori, so what say you? If, there, if he comes across any random outcropping and it gives him a quest that he has to ignore it, or can he do it? Um, I think random quests are fine. Maybe. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind him. Like, if it was going into a dungeon, like, and then it said, "Stop the necromancer." Like, <laughs> that's that. Like, that's cool. Like, I can see that. I I would agree because that 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 just what that was happenstance because of your exploration anything that involves have maybe having to talk to an npc to end that quest then maybe we'll, we'll count that out okay what do you think about one okay yeah that sounds about yeah i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure there's there's listeners right now going like oh my god really like that's completely a quest and you said <laughs> questless and no 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 that doesn't fly for me but i mean we we've got to the the fact is is that um if you if you play this game without without even uh going into without doing quests that sort of come to you by by exploration by walking into into places and you're you're told you know do this stuff or an npc runs up to you and says help me you know uh, someone's stuck in there my wife's stuck in there and i need to save her and then all of a sudden like you just get that quest in your book what am I going to do? Turn around and walk away? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. I kind of like kind of like a hopeless hero. Like you're not looking to be a hero. Yeah, but you're just helping when when the time comes. So right. that yeah, seems it, pretty solid. Which, yeah, I agree because those things are going to just be quote unquote forced on you purely because you are exploring. Right, and, and that that would actually fit <laughs> role play wise with bless you. I think, uh, I think that would fit role play wise with my my defensive mage type of of character abilities illusion you know maybe conjuration and you know not not i'm playing i'm not playing a person that wants to be a hero i'm playing a person who happens to have a lot of power and gets themselves involved in in bad situations well there you go all it's right really hard trying to play a maid so i'm not going to win to hold Ooh. No, no, he can do it. I mean, I that's I did it with my mage. I didn't really do the college too much, but uh, no, I hate Winterhold. I wasn't going to go there anyway. <laughs> Winterhold sucks so much. Well, the Winterhold, it, it's the college and three houses and some snowberries. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically all the snow. Load of snowberries. That's good if you're alchemish. If you do alchemish. All right. Well, um, I just got out of out of uh, Helgen, and I'm I'm on my way over to talk to Alvor in Riverwood. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to. Why are you going to get some free stuff? I'm just going to deselect it. I'm not doing it. So oh, okay. see, see you later. Um, heads up display, whatever your name is, Hudvar, and uh, and we'll we're going to start oh, this guy. He can't even he can't even five minutes without me. He can't even manage that. He's already getting himself killed by wolves. Wow. <laughs> Oh, oh did wolves. you did you did you save? Huh? Oh no, I will. <laughs> I'll do that now. <laughs> so, all right, guys, um, we're running along with this one. So let's let's go on to the next one, the poll. Cool. All right, Shank. Yep. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So uh, there was a poll again uh, on the wonderful Elder Scrolls forums. Uh, this poll was regarding the Civil War. Uh, who do you support? You know, pretty pretty straightforward poll. And I'm going to read you some numbers. Uh, we had the Empire with 41 votes, the Stormcloaks with 36 votes, 
Uh, Remaining neutral received 21 votes and Old Mary Dominion received eight votes. So it's, as you can expect, you know, the, the Empire and the Stormcloaks, they were pretty split between the two with a uh, few people doing neutral, few people doing, even less people doing Old Mary. Um, I'm actually not entirely surprised by the split, especially, well, specifically between the Empire and the Stormcloaks, but, uh, the question is, uh, what do we normally do with respect to this? Well, number one, I have to say, I am I'm surprised that the the Empire didn't pull further away from the Stormcloaks. That's number one. Another number two, the other surprise that I had here is that the Aldmeri Dominion, and this is a person who who plays Aldmeri Dominion in the game that shall not be named. Uh I'm surprised they got any votes at all. They're, they're, they're bad guys here, like, like, like serious, out for genocide. Like, there's not a single, there's not a single Altmer in this game that you can you can even look at and and like, um, because they're all just complete jerks. Like, how did? Who's voting for these people? <laughs> well, I, my guess is that these are people that have played like Altmer for every single game. And they're like, screw you guys. Altmer are awesome. <laughs> it's like blindly voting along party lines with the Altmer. <laughs> well, I have to say that Moriku would actually side with the Altmer Dominion. I think I've mentioned it before. Yeah, you definitely have. So, and... In that process, because of the two sides we pick, it's going with the Stormcloaks because that helps weaken the Empire. Okay, so so this this I'm very very interested in. So why why in Skyrim are you are you interested in in the the Aldmeri Dominion here? Well, like I said, Morikyu is a, a Wood Elf. You, we, we all know that's what he plays and what he is, and um, obviously siding with the Stormcloaks means you're fighting the Empire and, you know, the Thalmor only get more powerful the weaker the Empire become. So Skyrim if the Stormcloaks win, like that splits Skyrim off from the Empire and thus making it weaker. So it makes sense for me as as Moriku to strengthen or weaken, should I say, is by weakening the Empire by fighting for the Stormcloaks, even oh. with their, you know, very you interesting. You can say that they're they're kind of racist in some respects, but kind of so are the Thalmor. So it's um, Skyrim, everyone's a racist in Skyrim. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So especially so yeah, the that's, that's how I go with it. But if I play my other alt, which is Beardaren, he he still goes with the Stormcloaks because he's a Nord. So, very interesting. So you you sort of favor your your role playing over the actual like story that that's really the story is trying to to beckon you to become a hero here, but you favor your own personal role play over really what what the story is is kind of uh, pushing you to to be. Yeah. And as much as I've played this game, the one thing I've never done is not take part in it. And then you know where you go to the in the main quest line, how you have to have the the meeting. I've never I've never experienced that in all the times <laughs> I've played it. 
man. I, I always choose a side. See, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, am I cutting you off real quick? No, you're fine. I, this is why I like this show is because we have three people adore this game, love this game so much. We're playing it three and a half years out, or three years almost after it's been released, for God's sakes. And you probably could not find three different views and play styles. Even specifically, even just talking something as simple as a civil war, as specific as a civil war. That's, dude, I love this because I have a totally different answer than Maury. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I, I want to know before, before I give my two septums, as it were, Ivarwin. Uh huh. What do, you, what do, you, uh, what say you on the civil war business? Oh, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm I'm Empire all the way. Um, I I don't necessarily agree with uh, the the Stormcloaks. I think they have the wrong idea. I think Ulfric is a is a milk drinking jerk. I can't stand him. Every time I I see him, I want to take that axe. And I want to bury it in his face. Nah, take it's... his axe. <laughs> what are you supposed to do with this? What are you do with an axe? What do you want? Me to... <laughs> Um, so it, I, I just, I just don't like, I don't like what's going on over there. Um, if I, if there's anything I dislike more than Ulfric Stormcloak and Skyrim, it's the Aldmeri Dominion. I think they're a bunch of fascists. I don't like them. They remind me of the Nazis and I want to erase their existence from Skyrim because they're, they're disgusting. Nazis weren't fascists. <laughs> so, I mean. It's that, okay though. I know what you're talking about. That's, uh. That's you know I just I don't like it. Um, I don't like those guys. They're they're bad guys. Uh, they're they're uh, a bunch of a bunch of jerks. I don't like them. There. <laughs> as much as I, I, I tend to side with the stone cloaks, I really wish I could kill Ulfric and become leader of them. Because he, he is terrible. He is awful. And he's not even strong. Like at least General Tullius acts like a general. He knows he's not going to fight, but oh, it's just all pomp and ceremony, and I just want to kill him and, and just be in charge or give it that dude who looks like a bear. He should be in charge. I, I think I think it'd be really cool if you could, uh, if you had the choice of of taking over the Stormcloaks. Uh, you had the choice of like leading them. I think that would be pretty amazing. I hadn't thought about that. See, okay, this my experience with the whole Civil War is totally different than all of yours. Um, so the, the very first character I played on my PS3, I, uh, I, I, it was weird because I, I talked to both Tullius and Ulfric, and I was probably way too naive, like with just just the lack of experience with the with the game and the story. And I was like, oh, man, Ulfric is fighting for his people. Like, hell yeah, I'll get behind that. So I, I joined up with the Stormcloaks. And I, the one thing I remember is, that, like, their, their raid on Whiterun, I mean, that that's pretty epic. They oh, just, yeah. like, fight up to White. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But then what happened was I, I, I got the game on my PC, and, of course, I was playing it again. And I was like, you know what? Like, he is very misguided. He doesn't really get the big picture here. So then I did the Empire. And then I was like, no, man, Tullius has it right. Like, he's trying to unify this warring 
sort of uh, this warring uh, province here. Like he's got the right idea. And plus, I will. I don't know. This is probably just me. I always love just powerful, powerful entities just controlling stuff in games. That's why, like, you know, StarCraft, I will just build, like, a bunch of Zerglings and just rush everything and kill stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. That's just me. I and I just love having that giant central power just being, like, bow to me, minions. Um, probably just some narcissism creeping in. But, so that's what I did my second playthrough. But every single playthrough after that, I did, I, I haven't cared. I'm totally neutral. So every single time I see, you know, you see those, um, you'll see like, uh, for example, like Imperial Guards, you know how they'll just be like, uh, they'll have like this one uh, Stormcloak prisoner that they're escorting, right? And he's in, he's bound with like rope or whatever. And then yep. sometimes you'll see Stormcloaks escorting an Imperial prisoner. Yeah. And since, since my first two playthroughs, my first two playthroughs, I would always free, like, the guy that I was fighting with. I was like, yeah, Stormcloak, I'll free you, or yeah, Empire guy, I'll free you. But ever since then, I've remained totally neutral. I haven't even bothered with the Civil War. Um, and here's, here's my reasoning for it. I think the Civil War is... Honestly, it's, it's, it's petty, and it's not as grand, I think, as it could be. Not not talking about game design, I'm talking about consequences-wise. Yeah, you, you've got bigger fish to fry as the Dovahkiin. Exactly. You know, as Shank exploring this giant world, why should I care about these two guys in a shouting match? Like, I don't care, you know? Um, so it's interesting. Like, I, I chose one side, I chose the other, but ever since then I just haven't cared because it's it's not in line with Shank's Explore, you know, the world is your sandbox sort of playstyle. I, I don't, I don't know if that's role playing versus just a my playstyle decision. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Well, I think um, it depends on on what your motive, uh, what your motives are for for that for those choices. I mean, um, if if you if you do that every single time no matter what your your character is and what the build is then i would say it's it's your play style um and how and how you sort of perceive the game and, and what's going on in the game yeah and that's definitely something because i mean i've made a slew of characters different races different types of characters um and i mean you guys know me i really don't role play in rpgs i just do <laughs> right um oh that was kind of a pun i didn't even intend that but uh, <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I've tasted both sides, but at the end, I just couldn't care less. To be honest with you, huh. I think. And I and what's interesting is you've got a large majority of voters here saying I prefer to remain neutral. So you're not you're not the only one out there. And I would imagine that when this game first came out, the the neutral party that was out there probably was a lot lower. And now oh, yeah, that, it would have been a lot less. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just I'm speaking of percentages uh, for the chat room. The, the neutral uh, camp received uh, roughly a fifth of the votes. That's so, a fraction, not a percentage. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 20, almost 20%, roughly a fifth. Well, you know, so, Shank, uh, Nazis weren't fascists either, just so you know. Yeah. <sighs> 
Wow, both statements are true, but okay, yeah. There you yeah, go. I, I, yeah, no, but I, I agree with you. I, I bet you if you looked, if somebody ran the same poll within the first two to three months the game was out, I guarantee you it would have been like way more divisive. It would be like, no, man, Stormcloaks all the way. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it's, dude, and this this sounds really weird, but uh, remember, Maluka came down here and was singing, and she sang, she made, she has those two songs, right, for the Stormcloaks and one for the Empire. Yeah. And when she was singing, we had people in the crowd saying death to the Stormcloaks and death to the Empire when she was singing their respective songs. So, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's pretty, I mean, guaranteed wow. that was a lot closer to when the game was released, but still, man, I mean, that's, you can see, you know, the the, 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 the division, you know, even there. Wasn't that close, man. I mean, the game had been out for maybe like a year and a half, close to two years at that point. No, no, no. She she was uh, here in uh, 2012. So she was she was she she came down here like maybe you know four or five months max after the game had released. I mean, I I, I kind of like seeing the changes that happen there once um, once you've you know once you've taken part in it, you know, how the oh, different yeah. things take over and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's because you got to so, play like that's a whole different political system that you gotta. Yeah, and I, I just like when you go to um, like the Blue Palace and stuff, and they're just sitting there and they're like, just, just give you so many evils. It's so <laughs> funny, and it's funny if, if you've if you picked up a quest from one of them, you still go down and hand it and you go, oh, they really like you. And then the next minute, like when you've completed the quest, like I hate you, yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> Love the inconsistency; it's amazing. But yeah, it, it, just a different experience, I think. Is, yeah, it's good. Sure. What's um, um, what's the chat room saying on on chat some room, of this Yeah, it's, it's dude, it's weird. We got we got people saying Empire. We had a bunch of people saying Stormcloaks. So even in our chat room, and Crispy yeah, saying enough. yeah, Crispy saying the Thalmor are the absolute worst. Probably Mori, and Mori <laughs> said Thalmor. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, man. We, we there's 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 definitely some division in the chat room. People might be throwing up fisticuffs. Uh oh. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our our fast question. You you ready? Absolutely. Go ahead, Shank. Give us the question. The fast question. Skyrim is the only Elder Scrolls game to no have fast to- answer. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. I'm sorry. I'm so confused. Okay. Skyrim is the only Elder Scrolls game to have kill cams. Do you think this will carry over to Elder Scrolls 6? Why or why not? Mori. Yes. Uh, hardware. We'll get into uh, we'll get into the why or why not in a minute. Um, Shank. Uh, just yes or no. My answer is yes. Okay. I don't think it will. Now, Maury, why do you why do you disagree that that uh, kill cams will make it into Elder Scrolls Six? Because kill cams are epic, uh, and I think maybe they would have had them in Oblivion, but maybe they couldn't implement them on the hardware that it came out on. Whereas now, I think so much is possible on the on the PS4, or a lot more is possible. You know, or Xbox One. So I think it's a. Uh, I think it will start to be a, a um, staple. Also, we know that 
the guys at the game that shall not be named were looking at trying to implement one. So I think it's a a winner in the in the Bethesda arena or parking lot. So I think it will because of that. And Shank, why do you think they'll make it into the game? Uh, quick response. I mean, yeah. It, it, well, they didn't do it in Oblivion because there was a feature from Fallout Three, which they brought over to Skyrim. Uh, that might be a reason. But I think, I think yes, they will be in there because I think myself included uh, liked, especially the bow kill cams. But and here's my yes with an asterisk. I think they will have it as an option in the menu, so you can toggle kill cams on or off if you want. Okay, alright. Um, I, I see your point on that one. Um, see, now, now you're making me rethink my, my, original, my original answer. Yeah, because, I mean, not everybody loved them. Um, yeah. Because they, they, I mean, they do have their merits. They, they look cool, first of all. I think they really do look cool, some of them at least, when their camera angle's right. But at the same time camera changes it takes you out of the uh, the experience for a second right it's a little bit jarring yeah so uh, that's why that's why i'm saying yes with you know the option to toggle it off i i don't think kill cams will be in the game and, and in any toggleable aside um i don't think they're i don't think they're going to be in the game because i think it was a source of a lot of bugs um, but really, more importantly, I feel that Bethesda may look at the kill cams in Skyrim and say, like the dragons, um, kill cams are kind of like Skyrim's thing. And if we, and we're not sure if we want to make that an Elder Scrolls thing. So I, I think they're going to leave it out for the next installment. And if they leave it out in the next installment, I think you're going to get a lot of people that are going to ask for it back. Now, Even though it was available in Fallout 3? Yes. Okay, so okay, so here's my, here's my sort of follow-up question. Do you think they'll have it? Because I think if you're saying it's not an Elder Scrolls thing, then my assumption would be they introduce it in Fallout 4 but not in Elder Scrolls 6. If 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 that's if their reasoning is it's not Elder Scrolls, you know, cuz it's 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 kind of cinematic in that way. Right. That's my assumption. I could be wrong. Um I I hope I hope they have it in there as a toggleable feature because I think that's that's the best of both worlds. Um, I love the the kill cams in in Skyrim. I think they're they're a lot of fun. Um, when I saw a uh, an alpha build of of the game that shall not be named, they were in there, and it, it was it was buggy. It didn't really work. Um, but you know, then again, of course, it was an alpha build. So yeah, <laughs> you know, I was expecting that. But at the same time. It didn't quite work for for the game that that was going to be. It didn't really work for that. In a single player game, I think it does work because it's all about you and how epic your character is and and, and that feeling that you get across. Um, but then again, they didn't necessarily. It didn't work for everybody all the time. So that being said, if they make it toggleable, I think they're doing themselves a huge, huge service. Yeah. And people in the chat room, uh, we've got 
Actually, wow, a lot of people are saying yes, yes. Um, I loved watching my arrow get burned into some stupid Falmer's face. Yes. Um, I, I, I love the kill cams because they worked hard on getting spell kill cams in a patch later. Um, for oh, okay, this is interesting. We have somebody saying first person kill cams will be there for sure. That's. I don't know how they'll do that, but that I would like to see some weird execution of that. But yeah, I don't know. People in the chat seem to say yes on this one. Good. Very good. Wait, uh, now, okay, yeah, we, we uh, let's see. Now, Maury, you, you obviously gave your your uh, your answer over. Um, is there anything else that maybe you want to elaborate on in regard to, to kill cams possibly being in Elder Scrolls Six? I no, nah, I think I, I don't know. I think it's 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 one of those things, right? Because we got to wait and see. We don't even the game hasn't even been <laughs> announced yet. So yeah, of course. It's it's I don't know. It's, it's I would like it to be there as a toggleable option. No idea what Bethesda has in mind for this the next one. We don't even know where it is. <laughs> That's <laughs> <So>. true. <laughs> All right. Um. On to on to Maury's random lore book of the week. Yay! Oh, the people have been waiting almost a month for this. So. On uh, bated breath. Bated breath. Hopefully, they they did breathe though and didn't hold the breath because it's been a while. But today we are doing a racial phonology. After much analysis of living specimens, the council long ago determined that all races of elves and humans may mate with each other and bear fertile offspring. <laughs> Generally, the offspring bear the racial traits of the mother, though some traces of the father's race may also be present. It is less clear whether the Argonians and Khajiit are infertile with both humans and elves. Though there have been many reports through the eras of children from these unions, as well as stories of unions with Daedra, there have been no well-documented offspring. Khajiit differ from humans and elves, not only their skeletal and dermal physiology, the fur that covers their bodies, but the metabolism and digestion as well. Argonians, like the Drow, the Drew, appear to be semi-aquatic, troglophile form of humans, though it is by no means clear whether the Argonians should be classified with Drew, men, mare, or, in this author's opinion, certain tree-dwelling lizards in Blightmarsh. The reproductive biology of orcs is at present not well understood. And the same is true of goblins, trolls, harpies, drew, seki, imga, various daedra, and many other. Certainly, there have been cases of intercourse between these races, generally in the nature of rape or magical seduction. But there have been no documented cases of pregnancy. Still, the infertility of these creatures and civilized hominoids has yet to empirically established or refuted, likely due to the deep cultural differences. Surely any 
normal Bosman or Breton impregnated by an orc would keep the shame to herself. And there's no reason to suppose that an orc maiden impregnated by a human would not be likewise ostracised by her society. Regrettably, our oaths as healers keep us from forcing a coupling to satisfy our scientific knowledge. We do know, however, that the slowed of Thras and Hermod, Hermod, hermaphrodites in their youth as later reabsorb the reproductive organs once they are old enough to move about on land. It can be safely assumed that they are not infertile with men or myrrh. One might further wonder whether the proper classification of these same races, to use the imprecise but useful term, should be made from the assumption of a common heritage, and the differences between them have arisen from magical experimentation. The manipulations of the so-called earth bones or from gradual changes from one generation to the next. And that is the racial phonology over at the Imperial Library. Well, uh, I don't know about you guys, but after that, I need a cold shower. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty, uh, Daedra babies. It was hot. I don't think I'm old enough to listen to that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was, uh, you know, I thought I'd bring a little bit of culture to the show. Yeah, (laughs) no, you did. So we'll have have some, um, you know... Some some really hard hitting law. Yeah, Daedric no, babies, Daedric babies, and Khajiit elves. Right. Possibly. I'll tell you what, though. What I, I did actually find something very interesting in that is that um, you know, in in sort of like a a mixed family setting, that the the offspring tends to take on the the features of of the mother. I thought that was very interesting, actually. Yeah, I was I was surprised to read that actually. Uh, there's probably a lot of things that you were surprised to read while while you were reading that today. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just I really I wish it was I wish there was more on that kind of stuff. That's uh, just like <laughs> seems really interesting though. You know, I re- I'd really like to see. Like that could be maybe Elder Scrolls Six, some kind of Khajiit Argonian hybrid that saves the world from some reason. Like, I don't know. Right. I just really like to see that some kind of cat lizard. The 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 cold blooded fuzz. Yeah, or, or, yeah, or maybe maybe it's like some kind of cat man. Cat man. All right, uh, <laughs> Shank. We 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 have an email this week, do we not? We do have an email. Uh, this one is from uh, Yusuf El Khatib, aka the Seth Lord. Uh, he writes in, "Hi, Ivarwin and all. We are slowly approaching the three-year anniversary of Skyrim, and it got me thinking: when will we hear news of Elder Scrolls Six? So I was doing some research and wanted to share. Uh, Arena and." 1994, Daggerfall released August 31st, 1996, Battlespire on November 30th, 97, 
Red Guard, October 31st, 98. Morrowind, May 1st, 2002. Oblivion, March 20th, 2006. Skyrim, November 11th, 2011. Of course, you know, 11, 11, 11. So only two years between the two DOS games, then a six-year gap till Morrowind, four years to Oblivion, and five years to Skyrim. Skyrim was announced 11 months before Oblivion announced on September 10th, 2004, two years before its release. Bethesda announced officially that they were working on Morrowind March 30th, 2000, also two years before release. So since this is going to be released on a new generation of systems, should we expect a 2016 release rather than 2015? Even so, an announcement will be due sometime in the next year, right? If that's the case, why haven't we heard any rumors about the game being in development or anything about Elder Scrolls 6? I find it surprising that nothing was leaked or said until now. I just wanted to hear your guys' opinion on Elder Scrolls Off the Record or Classic Elder Scrolls Night. I appreciate the time and effort you guys put into every single day. I know it's like a second full-time job for you guys, and you guys still do it. Regards, Yusuf. This guy put a lot of thought into it. I I don't necessarily think uh, they were going for any sort of specific cadence, especially after they they released Morrowind and then Oblivion. Um, I I know that that there tends to be like, you know, there was a couple where there was a two-year gap and then you had a six-year gap, then like a five-year gap. And and looking at, at the gaps in the years, you know, you can sort of maybe figure out you know when when we'll have another another game in our hands uh, it's reasonably yeah go ahead shank yeah i was just gonna say uh i, I listened to uh the Bethesda podcast even though they haven't had a show in an episode for a while but on there they were talking about uh you know more wins to oblivion and Todd Howard actually said, you know, this just after they had created Morrowind, they were going to be like, okay, you guys have – the tradition was, you know, okay, two years and then you make a sequel. And he pitched to the publisher as well, what if we take four years to make it instead of two? And that's where that four years come from because they literally started working on it right after Morrowind. But it's a little bit different with Skyrim, right? Because remember, we had Oblivion and then in between then, what happened? We had Fallout. And then right. we had Skyrim. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting because I, I have the the uh, the art book that came with the collector's edition of Skyrim, and let me double check my date here. But on the very first page, they're talking about the first ever screenshot that they had created for the game, and that was in two thousand eight, the yes. same year that Fallout Three released. The uh, the wall. Yes, the, the 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 stone sort of wall that you guys see everywhere in the game yeah and they had created that screenshot in 2008 which is the same year fallout released what this tells you is that they had two teams working they had one for fallout and then another one working on skyrim in the background because there's no way they could have got you know this done in that short amount of time with if they didn't have split teams oh yeah even so, even Pete Hines has confirmed on Twitter that they they have many 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 different studios, and just because you know they're they're working on other projects that they've they've announced doesn't necessarily mean they don't have other studios that are working on some fan favorite projects. Exactly. So here's my guess. 
I am assuming we're going to hear, and I know this is an Elder Scrolls show, but this ties in. I'm assuming we're going to hear a Fallout 4 announcement sometime this year. That I, I don't think that's a unrealistic guess, but I also believe that there is another team at Bethesda Studios hard at work working on Elder Scrolls 6, and they probably have some sort of skeletal structure for that sh- for that game in place right now at their studios. I would assume we hear something about Elder Scrolls 6 probably in 2016. That's yeah. my guess. Yeah, and I would I I've I'm I'm still holding on to 2017 uh for the well, release. For the release, yeah. Same here. Yes, same here. I really think that Elder Scrolls 6 will be at probably probably the end of 2017 like November, December. October, you know, quarter three of 2017 is probably, um, if they're working on it now, I would imagine quarter three 2017 is when they're going to ship. That's yep. probably their their goal right now. Yep. What say you, Maury? I made a prediction when it will be released. I don't remember what it is, but. That- <laughs> I, I just know it had a numberation in it, and I am just lost. But we can de- I think we can definitely be sure that they're, they're underway working on it. Like, I can probably be sure that Fallout's probably close to being completed. So I just hope that they start announcing stuff soon. Just giving us anything to go on oh yeah i i agree i was a little surprised when uh when pete hines had said that you know not not to expect anything for a while from from bethesda and he honestly may be bluffing i yeah i i think um i think he was bluffing to be honest he played games with me when i was talking about the game that shall not be named and requesting for consoles he was playing mind games with me He's a crafty, that one. What did he say? I, I remember I, I wrote the letter and I said, please don't forget about these guys. And he tweeted back, I, I think he'll be, consoles have been important since day one. I think he'll be in good hands. Winky smiley face. <laughs> all right. But that's sort of like, you know, kind of like affirmation that, you know, all right, we're, we're going to. We're, we'll we'll we're, we'll have something that you're gonna you're gonna like. I mean, he I'm flat just, out said. I, I'm just saying, if if there was a like craftiness skill, he would be like a level like 100 in that skill. Oh yeah. <laughs> Regard, regarding the next Elder Scrolls game, mm-hmm. do we think that it will release on PS3 and Xbox 360? No way. So, no. You don't you think? No. No way. Well, even though would... that's kind of. The thing that's going on, like most yeah, people it's, are it's, still releasing them now on those going kind on, of consoles. Right, right, but it's, it's going on today because this generation is only six months old, man. You're talking about in four or five years where, like, there's no way games in that time, in, in you know, four or five years, no chance that they will even have a hope of running on the old hardware. No chance. Even if they scaled back stuff, it would literally not even be the same game. Because it would be missing so many elements, yeah. game, like mechanical gameplay mechanics stuff. That I there's like a zero percent chance that whatever the next Elder Scrolls game will be, I highly doubt it'll be on the last 
consoles. The the um, Amori. I mean, don't you remember the last last couple of console generations? They've always console developers do this when when a new console comes out. Um, they they still develop for the older one, but mm-hmm. cross generation the... games. Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember for years after yeah. PlayStation Two launched that they were yeah. still making games for PS One. So that's yeah. why I was wondering maybe the. I mean, but it, 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 would that, that would mean that three generations of Elder Scrolls games have been on the PS3 and Xbox 360, I assume. Yeah, and, and uh, even that Skyrim just seems wrong. They even Skyrim they they were they weren't sure if they wanted to develop for for the 360. Yeah, because I mean, he he said like we were considering yeah waiting for the new hardware cycle. Yeah. There was uh who I don't know I don't remember who was, it was Todd that. Howard right yeah yep. he he was saying that they they even considered it for a little while to just kind of hold off uh, and then I guess they realized you know they're not coming out with new new hardware and let's you know we've got something now that we want to work on so let's just do it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I think either way, there's a long wait ahead of us, guys. I'm just. Just saying. I, I think it'll be at least two years before we hear anything about this game. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, 2017 is not necessarily that that long of a wait. Uh, where, I mean, we're, four years from today? Four years from this year? Right. That's not terribly, terribly long. Now, considering there's going to be so many other games to fill the gap between here and then. Right, exactly. So, exactly. All right, cool. Um, all right, guys. Well... Uh, this has been, I think this has been a fantastic show. You guys did, did very, very, very well, especially uh, since we've been off mic um, on this particular subject for, for a few weeks now. It's always good to get back into the swing of things. Um, oh, yeah. Hopefully everyone here has uh, has enjoyed what we've what we put forward today. Um, Shank, you want, to, uh, you want to take us out with the QGN community segment, please? Sure thing. Um... Just just a quick friendly reminder before that, though. Remember, guys, we are moving to a bi-weekly uh, show schedule for this. Just another quick <laughs> friendly reminder. Which basically <laughs> means that Moriku has to kiss men. That's true. Oh, God. Wait, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. Wow. That wow. means he has to kiss men and ladies at the same time. <sighs> That's, That's true. That's what that means. Do I have to kiss them on the mouth? Yes. Hi, Mori. Am, am I allowed to kiss them? Do, sh- what's wrong with that? Mori, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. No, I... I okay. It's a big no, deal. I no, no, there's nothing... Can I, have a, no. can I have a hug at least? You, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because I've got, got to kiss men doesn't mean I've got to lower my standards. Speaking of need for speed, here's a QDN community segment. Oh, that was a perfect segue. Um... First of all, it's actually pretty decent. <laughs> Questgamingnetwork.com, dudes, this is your one-stop shop for uh, anything that you know. We we have a show, we're covering it. We're going to talk about any news items that may be cropping up related to that show, and just anything honestly that uh, we find interesting that's going on in the industry, and of course, opinion articles as well, and our shows. Questgamingnetwork.com. You can donate to our shows. $10 gets you a special mention if you prefer. Um, this is one way where you can get uh, you know your name out there if you have a guild that you're trying to develop, for example. Um, it's a great way to get your name out there, and it also helps us uh, keep the lights on, as it were, and keep bringing you great content. Um, please, however, uh, let us know which 
show you would like us to shout you out on, and uh, we will do so. Follow our other shows, uh, such as Rift with Reforged, Sundays at 9 a.m. This is uh, with the Reforged Guild, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you can <clears throat> follow them at, this is on Twitter, at Rift Reforged. Uh, then Mondays, we have SWOTOR Reforged, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, followed by Totally Heroes um, on Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Follow them at Totally Heroes. And, of course, um, this is a little bit self-congratulatory, but I don't care. The, we have Shankspiel. <laughs> this, uh, this is where you can hear me rant on a weekly basis um, in a shorter form. Does that contain Need for Speed? It does contain Need for Speed, actually. Uh, this is on our YouTube channel and on QuestGamingNetwork.com every week. Every Thursday, rather, at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, I do have my uh, weekly live stream called Shank Saturdays. This is at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash Network. This week, I will be streaming Watch Dogs once again. Uh, we have four. Need for speed? It does, actually, because it has cars. <laughs> how, um, how much speed are you looking at? Like, I, I have a huge need, dude. Um, no, but how have, fast do you want to go? I'm going to keep interrupting you. There's no limit. Are you sure? Just like on our forums, which include, <laughs> which can be found at questgamingcommunity.com. And as Varma said at the top of the show, feel free to like us on Facebook. This is facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. And we're also on Google+, Plus, google.com slash plus sign questgamingnetwork. Yay. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Let's start with Maury. The show is back, and I think we had a rather good chain of comments and discussion points, and it's been very entertaining, and I think that everybody had a great time, and I think um, Shank should come again next week. I think Evarwin should also return. And I think next week we should play some more Elder Scrolls and have another wonderful time. I'm I'm glad you agree on the format of this show. <laughs> and I, I too had a wonderful time. Shank, your uh, your final thoughts. Uh, awesome. I love the discussion topics this week. Um, I'm going to go order some za to satiate my need for speed, Crispy. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you very much for, for joining us today. Um, final thoughts. Uh, I am very, very interested in seeing how my defensive mage pans out, uh, my my uh, nearly questless de- defensive mage. So uh, I don't know if we're going to be going back into Skyrim next week. I think we sort of uh, the last couple of episodes we've we've been in Skyrim. We may we may go we may go elsewhere. Uh, so so hang hang on to that thought. We'll see maybe in a in a few weeks where what what happens with uh, my, my new Breton mage. Uh, time to say goodbye, guys, and let's start with Maury. 
since we're going by now, I really think that you should marry your Breton off to another woman. Maybe uh, Ayala the Huntress? No, you can't because you have to quest. Um, oh, goodbye, okay. everybody. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and Shank. Till next time, guys. Peace out and parkour. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be with you. Bye.